Hello fun people, I'm Isaac Carlson and this is my channel Watso Videos. And believe it or not, I'm a Disney adult. I would probably say that I'm a Disney adult. I love going to the theme parks. I've been going before I even had memories. I went to Disneyland and my family went every other year while I was in elementary school. I loved going. Uh, when I was growing up, I saw all of the Disney animated movies on VHS and I was really into Spider-Man and Star Wars, so when they all got purchased and Pixar got purchased, it kind of all unified it for me. Disney is a place that I love and care about a lot. And today I was editing a different video, a little Disney theory for the channel. That's, that is what my, my channel's about. And I saw a podcast episode being recorded by a channel that I really like. Um, I've been watching the channel Wisecrack for many years. It's focused on analyzing pop culture, movies, TV shows, uh, things like that, and looking at it through a philosophy lens. And I clicked on it today because it was the, um, Dying at Disney was this episode that they were recording. And so I started to watch it and it kind it deeply disturbed me <laughs> as someone who has loved Disney for so long and remember what it feels like as a kid to enjoy these different properties and to be into nerdy things. For example, like making videos online was a nerdy thing I felt very isolated doing when I was growing up. Um, but it's now more in like the mainstream. Um, I saw this and I, it, it just made me feel really <laughs> really bad and like brought down to like uh, a place that I haven't been in since I was a kid. Um, I've seen articles written by people about how disturbing Disney adults are, but this is just something I felt like I needed to address, especially since this was a channel that I really have enjoyed for so many years. I've really respected and liked and felt like we were all in the same type of community, being in like the fandom community and analyzing it and pulling the meaning from uh, all of these all of these pop culture shows and uh, or movies, films. It just really struck a chord when it felt like someone in my world was commenting about the thing that I was really enjoying. So I felt like I needed to talk about it today. All right, let's let's get into this. Let's let's see what they say. Alec, tell us about the phenomenon of weird Disney adults. <laughs> okay, so right away, they're already classifying people that are into Disney as weird. I I mean, how do you how do you start a conversation with with throwing those words out there right away? Like it's already like putting people down who enjoy it. That's that's how this whole conversation begins. Let's let's go from there. <laughs> you know, this whole time I was thinking of what is my alter ego? Like I don't want it to be Gordon Gecko, although maybe that would be helpful professionally. Uh, I think it's a person, and I've said something like this before. It's someone who's genuinely like as into things. Wars trailers or similarly like my alter ego is someone who cares about something so much as to actually care about Disney and for it to be a magical place for me Aww. maybe but anyway uh, so Disney adults are a thing that I've vaguely been aware of for a while but I, I don't know too much about them um, and so 
when and, and a few of my friends are also Disney adults and I love you all dearly and please don't murder me for this. But anyway, <laughs> uh, there was an article by Shirley Lee in the Atlantic. Uh, more, more or less the effect of why are people going to Disney? Uh, as many of you know, uh, Florida's COVID rates have been, uh, spiking highly. They're, they're actually been going down, I think for the last week or so. Um, but it's still, you know, in that big, scary part of the, the bump on the graph. Um, it's a, a nightmare place. And this is from the, uh, intro to Shirley story about the Disney adults who still insist on going to, is it Disney world in Florida or Disneyland? Disney, Disney World. So it's, it's a whole world there. California's I, I, I refuse land. to the distinction. I know there are people who will be very upset with me because there are other ones called different things. Uh, anyway, here's the intro to that story. Almost as soon as Serena Lynn stepped back inside the Magic Kingdom. She- Before he gets too far into it, I I feel like there's this, this stigma around people that are like so aggressive about getting every single thing right about knowing about Disney people, people have their strong opinions about the direction that they want the parks or the movies or the, the TV shows to go. But I don't think anyone cares if you mix up Disneyland and Disney world. I I think that's that it's like classifying these people as like hyper aggressive, like fan fanboys who are just going to like pounce on anyone who speaks wrongly about them. I think those people exist, but I think they're like already classifying people as weird and like aggressive and like they're going to be upset about just a discussion about Disney adults. I don't think that's that's not the thing that that gets me about this conversation. I think they're like approaching this uh, for, and like already characterizing Disney adults as something that's like otherworldly or wrong. Let's keep going. She burst into tears. It'd been four months since the theme park and crown jewel of Walt Disney World's Florida stronghold had shut down because of the coronavirus pandemic. Before the parks closed, Lynn had been visiting them twice a week. It was part of her job as a Disney blogger and Instagrammer with more than 71,000 followers. As a devoted Disney fan who'd moved with her husband, two kids, and dog to Orlando, close enough to the parks to see their fireworks shows every night, not being able to set inside Disney World had been painful. Uh, also, the story talks about a lot of things, but you know, there's the whole question of whether or not people are deterred because Disney's doing social distancing, everyone's required to wear a mask, and this place of fantasy is not so fantasy-like with these constant reminders that the coronavirus exists. But here's another quote from the story. To the Disney devotees I interviewed who have first returned to the parks, none of that fantasy has been dulled, only diluted at most. Uh, Kirsten Michelle, who runs a pair of popular Disney-centric Instagram, said, The magic isn't taken away, only different. Ashley Patton, a fellow Disney grammar, told me being in the parks again felt a little weird, but that she, much like Lynn, cried when she returned and came to enjoy having smaller crowds to compete with for the rides. Quote, I knew if I was going anywhere, uh, if I knew if I was going to go anywhere and feel safe, it would be Disney. Patton said, I felt safer going to Disney than going to the grocery store, to be honest. Uh, and all of this really, really reminds me of a Baudrillard quote in this book called Simulation Simulacra. John Baudrillard is a crotchety philosopher for anyone who doesn't know. Uh, he wrote this whole book about how we live in this unreality. And he said, Disneyland is presented as imaginary in order to make us believe that the rest is real. Whereas all of Los Angeles and the America that surrounds it are no longer real. This world wants to be childish in order to make us believe that the adults are elsewhere in the real world and to conceal the fact that true childishness is everywhere. 
I feel like that's a very apt quote written, I believe, in the 90s for uh, the phenomenon of, of Disney adults and what have you. At the same time, I don't want to be too mean, you know, like people who cosplay at Comic Cons. Is it really that different from that, which seems to be like a fun, cool hobby? Is it different? Is it the same? Should I hate these people? What's the deal? Okay. All right. <laughs> so there's a lot to unpack in that section of this discussion. So the idea that Disney is like trying to make their world seem more real than the outside world. I think there's a truth to that because it's an idealistic version of America's past today and future. I think that's the, I think that's the point of it (laughs) is that it's supposed to be an escapism. It's a place where, where magic and happiness is the priority in all tracks of it. And when people go there, that's what they're hoping to experience as they go into these different themed areas and lands. So then, then he kind of goes into, is this any different than cosplaying or other fandoms? Should he hate these people? What? <laughs> Why? Why are people supposed to be hated because they enjoy something? I, I think that's, that's baffling to even suggest, especially on a show that's about pop culture, on a channel that has the grand majority of their discussions about pop culture and film and TV. Why is there this, this assertion that we need to make villains out of people that are just passionate about something? Now, the article that they're talking about is addressing people that are asserting that they deserve to go to the parks and that who are these people that are continuously going to the parks during a pandemic. I don't support going to the Disney parks right now. I don't think it's a very safe, smart, or good idea for the public health of of the United States especially and the greater world. I don't think that people should be going out Yet, because I don't think the pandemic is under control as well as it should be. But opening theme parks is a more complicated issue than simply looking at public health because there's employees, the cast members that work there who rely on the income of the Disney parks to be open. Once unemployment stops supporting them during this off period... All of those people will be unemployed and need to go search for other work. There has to be something in between to support the people that work there. Again, I don't think I'm going to be going to the parks <laughs> for the rest of 2020. I'm I don't I would not recommend it. I would not push for people to go right now. But what I'm saying, the the part that's upsetting me is the idea of it's not looking at the outliers who are constantly going to the parks and are, you know, behaving irresponsibly while going out of their homes. It's not a discussion right now about who are these irresponsible people going to things like the Disney parks. It's a discussion about why are these weird, otherly people that we should hate? Why are these uh, man children or women like girls going to the parks and to going to this escape from reality. Why do they have the audacity to want to even go to this place? That's the part that I'm having the the issue with. But let's keep going. Let's let's keep the <laughs> let's keep the fun rolling. 
I mean, I see this one both ways, right? Because there's a sympathetic part of me that gets that our world is a, in a lot of ways, a fucked up in an alienating place. And often we need other spaces outside the mainstream of the world to feel some sort of joy, comfort, safety. So some people it might be that they're really into like, I don't know, going to trivia nights with their friends. For some people, it could be concerts or live music or games or whatever it might be. And I guess for some people, it is Disney. But I'm just like, if you're going to have a thing, can it not be pumping more money into this multi-billion dollar corporation that's already ruined so many things? And also, I don't know, sometimes I get a little judgy when I see like legit adults get hella emotional about going to a kid's park. And I guess the other thing on top. Okay. All right. (laughs) We got, we got. (laughs) some more some more stuff to talk about okay so this idea that disney is this like billion dollar corporation that's ruined all of these things listen i understand that disney is a complicated company and that they don't make great decisions in everything that they do i don't think there's personnel decisions uh handling of the cast members that I particularly agree with. I don't think the way that they handle some of their creative decisions in the last few years, I completely agree with. Uh, If I was in leadership, I definitely think I would make different decisions. Um, But I don't think it feels frustrating to me to hear people cast Disney as if they are the creme de la creme, the, the pinnacle of evil corporation. (laughs) <laughs> that exists. I think that's that's so reductive in a world that's so complicated and has so many. <laughs> I I'm not saying that Disney can't be criticized because there's worse companies out there, but I think it's so silly to say people can't enjoy this thing because it's made mistakes and it doesn't do everything correct. And that some things you don't agree with. That then we just shouldn't all consume it ever. That we can't have a complicated relationship with the company. I think that's that's so wild. And then to move on and then say people should not be emotional while consuming these mediums of animation and theme parks. That people should not burst out crying because they care so much about the experience that they're having. I, I really hate that. (laughs) I do not agree with that in any way. I think that if people care about something, they should be able to feel however they want to about it. It comes back to me. As long as you're not hurting anyone else or yourself, I don't understand why people feel the need to regulate other people's experiences when they aren't affecting their own at all. Uh, again, I'm, I'm maybe at, at the same time, I'm being critical of this person that's being critical of people like me. I've gotten emotional at the Magic Kingdom fireworks. I, yeah, pretty much every time I go back for the first time, I get emotional doing uh, going to it because it reminds me of my childhood and that connection with my family and it, Disney has done a lot for me. It's, you know, helped me go through lots of experiences, build a community. I, you know, I feel so passionate about the unattainable goals that Disney puts out um, and the way that makes me feel. And I feel like more people would be 
happy if they had more of this optimism in their life. I'm not saying that pure optimism or blinded optimism is always a good thing. I know that the world is much more complicated than that, but I think it's in just just so wrong to suggest that people people can't be that way, that people aren't allowed to be optimistic and again have a complicated relationship with the world while continuing to be positive about it. I think that's I think that's messed up to suggest people shouldn't be like that. And I, I can't believe that they're making this assertion that um, people shouldn't be like that and that they're going to come down and be judgmental of you for doing that. Uh, all right, let, let's keep it rolling. Let's. <laughs> Top of that is like, I don't know, like if I if I was a parent, let's say, and I'm taking my kids to Disney and we had to wait to get on a ride because a bunch of God 37 year olds are all like getting emotional to get on the teacups or whatever. I'm just a little pissed. I'm like, hey, you had your shot at childhood. Maybe get out of the way right now or go to like, I don't know, the zone where they have like alcoholic beverages and churros and just chill there while the kids go on the ride. All right. Okay, so the the next assertion is saying that adults already had the chance to experience a childhood. I'm sorry, I, I didn't know that there were seven-year-olds funding their trips to Disney World or going to Disneyland. I didn't know kids were going by themselves. I, I think it's just astonishingly cruel to people that have that don't have parents that can afford to go on these experiences or people that only get to go once. And maybe when they're adults, they want to go back and experience uh, this thing that meant a lot to them or that they've never experienced before. I think it's, it's wild that adults shouldn't be able to have positive, um, like whimsical fantasy vacations that they're not allowed to have it because there's, there's kids that need to be prioritized above them. Why are, why are kids put on this pedestal that they need to get shoved to the front of the line? <laughs> I'm saying, and, and this is coming from someone who thinks, I, I wish that all kids could go to the Disney parks and experience them. But I don't think that everyone in the park should be prioritized more than anyone else. Um, that going going to the parks, it, it's, it's an experience where you... You have to be patient. You have to be willing to wait sometimes. And I think the the entitlement that because you have kids, you should be able to go in front of other paying customers that are there to enjoy the same experience. And, um, you know, again, parents are the ones, adults are the ones who choose to bring their kids there. Uh, I just, oh my goodness. It's, it's so frustrating. <laughs> People are allowed to go and enjoy the things that they want. People paid to go into the parks. They should be allowed to enjoy it in any way that they desire as long as they're not hurting anyone else, hurting the experience of anyone else, or hurting themselves. I think, I don't I don't know why that that's so hard to believe. So I see, I see it both ways. Yeah. So I am not a Disney adult. But I am the type of adult that does get emotional at things. Um, I have a few obsessions, and I think I've mentioned this before, but when I engage with these obsessions, I get very overwhelmed and I start to cry. 
Um, and one of them is Harry Potter. So like I would probably cry if I went to Harry Potter land. So you're a um, universal person, not a Disney person. Right. I, but I've never been to universal. So okay. yeah. But if I were to go, I would cry. If I went to the studios in England, I would likely cry the entire time. Um, I'm also very obsessed with Christmas markets in Europe. So if I went to one of those, I'd probably have to be there for a week because the first time I wouldn't be able to go, I'd probably watch it from a distance and cry and then slowly make my way closer. Um, I just get very happy and emotional. And I don't, maybe it's because I'm kind of childlike still, like I'm just very youthful. So I feel things like very intensely and get very excited. Um, but I see what you're saying. Like it is, it does seem a bit odd, but I don't know. I feel like, I feel like it's nice. It makes them happy. I wouldn't go during a pandemic, so I think that's unwise. But if people are happy going to Disney and it's harmless, then I guess it's okay. And okay, so this this idea I I agree with that. I, I think she has a little bit more um, empathy for people that are unironically passionate about things. <laughs> since she enjoys Harry Potter and, you know, Christmas. I love Christmas as well. <laughs> Who would have guessed? The most magical time of the year <laughs> uh, is something that I really enjoy. And again, it's because there was so many wonderful experiences that I had with the holiday growing up with my family. Um, and I think I think she gets it a lot more. There's a, there's a clear understanding there. Yeah, I feel like there, there's probably two groups of the... You know, I, I know Harry Potter fans go to the Harry Potter world and they eat and they drink. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure like that's a fun time. I remember as a kid being hot and miserable waiting in lines. But whatever, yeah. that, that was my experience. Uh, and that versus, I don't know, maybe the difference is, and I should also disclose here that I'm a 30-year-old man, 31-year-old man who uh, is really into Pokemon, but at the same time, like, doesn't cry about it or, like, go to Pokemon world. Would I pay to go to Pokemon world? I don't know. I still play Pokemon is the point. Uh, <laughs> but... I don't know. I think it's something specifically. It's like, oh, you know, if you're into Marvel and you've got like a cool Deadpool costume or or something like that, like it's just kind of like a, a fun hobby. But I don't know the self-identification with like Disney princesses or princes just seems weird and unhealthy and gross, especially because. Oh, <laughs> OK, so now we have this guy who is asserting, you know, I like this, but I don't cry during it. What do you, wow. What do you, what do you want a medal? Like what you want? You want your man card to get like a pre premium visa? Like what you want more double points for that? Like who, who do you, who cares? I don't give a crap. I don't, I don't care that you, you don't, you don't cry when you play Pokemon. I don't think your experience is any more valid than someone that cries during Pokemon or someone that cries at the Disney parks or cries at Universal parks. I don't think that someone else should be able, should feel so empowered to suggest that any one person should have a certain experience. The adults should not have to go be regulate regulated and be forced corralled to go drink at the Disney parks. I don't like to drink. Why? Why is that? I'm an adult. Now you have to go do these adult things at this place. I I completely disagree with that. And then to assert, ah, oh, that 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 going to the Disney parks is unhealthy and associating 
having positive memories with and, and relating to princes and princesses is gross. That's no, that's a gross statement. That's that's so that's so judgmental. Why can't people just enjoy the things that they want to? Why does it have to be? <laughs> why do you feel like you can pass so much judgment on someone else? Why do you feel like that is something you're allowed to do on this platform of 2.9 million followers that you can pass judgment on the, the th you know, millions of people that go to the parks every year? I just find that I just find that horrible. Wow. I don't know. Like, well, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a crotchety asshole. I mean, you are, but I think there's a point to the crotchety assholery. Like, I would not uh, agree. Because <laughs> I think one of the differences, I think if you're at, like, let's say Comic Con or if you're at, like, a music festival or I'm trying to think of other spaces where adults with a particular interest gather, and I think there's, like, a social aspect you wouldn't get at Disney, right? If mm -hmm. you're at Comic Con, you might meet some folks and, like, develop some interesting relationships or chat about rumors. Um, if I'm, you know, if you're, like, a music festival, you might talk to someone who's into some obscure thing you're into and form a friendship. Or, like, at a, I don't know where, where you meet up if you're into uh, Pokemon, but I'm sure there's places. But I feel like at Disney, correct me if I'm wrong, you go and you're, like, in your unit and you go to consume rides or entertainment or whatever, but there's not an inherent like social aspect. And I would just say that's you can meet maybe people at the bar maybe, but yeah, I think there's something very like, atomizing and where you're like, I'm in a war of all against all against all other people to get to the front of this line. Yes. And yes. then like, I will experience this and you know, like comic con, a lot of it's about buying shit, but you know, you go to talks and you know, there might uh, be certain social events around it and stuff like that. And so, so maybe that is uh, similarly like with Pokemon, you know, I'll do raids and, you know, outside with, with people and, and meet new people. And there's like 50 year old women doing it. And there's like 12 year olds and it's, it's a good time. Um, yeah. But maybe it's not interesting to us because we're not Disney adults, but maybe if you are a Disney adult, you do find a community there and you yeah. do mingle because you're more yeah. open to it. I think why why does the experience have to be based around meeting new people? If I go with my family who are all adults at this point, why do I need to socialize with the other people? Again, where they're putting around putting regulations up for how people are supposed to experience things out in the world. That if you're going to pay for this experience, you should you should be socializing with other people. There's putting more barriers uh of like rules upon how people should be having enjoyment out of going to the parks. Why, why? I don't know. Why does that, why does that need to happen? Also this assertion that Pokemon go, Oh, then, then you're meeting 12 year olds and old women. <laughs> I know that's highly reductive, <laughs> but it's just kind of funny. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. It seems, that seems, like a weird analogy when the Disney parks are the same type of thing that there's literally babies to people in their elder, you know, in their late eighties, nineties, um, going to experience the thing that they've been going to for decades. I don't understand how, uh, the Disney parks are any different. Uh, you know, people, people are committed to the things that they enjoy. I think they should be allowed to do that without having some social pressures put upon them. I think they definitely do offline because there's like I know I know someone who hosts a Disney adults podcast. I won't be saying the name of it because they do not get free promotion from us. 
But yeah, I, yeah, I think you're right. There definitely is like a community of of these people. I I will also say I feel like there's like there's not a these people. What what is what is this again? Three million subscribers, and let's cast the millions of people that attend the parks every year as being something like non-human, something otherworldly. A lot of values in po like the value of Pokemon, I guess, if you want to be philosophical about it, is that like living creatures are cool and like nature's cool and you should respect nature is kind of a thing throughout all the games. But like you won't see people with like a Pokemon tattoo that it's like this is my guiding political philosophy. <laughs> Whereas I think like the whole thing about like, you know, just like the Disney aesthetic and a lot of the old stories, like, again, have their own sort of values about. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's like nobility or beauty or love or something like that. Um, and I'm not saying that like every Disney adult gets like their political compass from Disney, but, and I'm sorry, Serby, it, it possibly is like, would annoy me as much as the people who get their political compass from Harry Potter, which I think is stupid. I, I don't I do know, that either. So I know lots of. Okay. I don't think people should get any political ideology from any one source. But I also don't think it's completely ludicrous to consume some type of medium and have have that make an imprint in your life. That if you watch these classic animated films while growing up and you continue to as you're an adult, as new films are released and they all have this, you know, interconnected optimism and theme of positivity and, you know, pursuing the magic and being able to achieve your dream. I don't think that's something that should be, um, you know, not integrated into someone because it's from Disney. To people who are huge Harry Potter fans, I think we can all agree that it's not like, you know, it's not, I don't even have a good example. It, it's well, not a serious yeah. political text. Well, <laughs> yeah. This was a thing, there was a it's trend for a while of rad Zoomers on TikTok and stuff, and even like social media roasting millennials for like, yeah being 35 year olds that like, you know, don't own a home, but know which house they are in Harry Potter or something like that. Just like, yeah. and I think that's, that's a fair critique. Once I again, don't I'm think not, so. when it comes to the generational war, I am on the side of the zoomers. I will <laughs> kill for the zoomers. I am on your team. I will sacrifice my own to be in allegiance with you. Sorry, go ahead, Serby. I don't think that's a fair critique. I mean, we all millennials graduated during a recession. So, I know, I know. It's just I know, a fun but still critique. Funny. Cause, yeah, because they're funny, like but... 23 and making like cool TikToks that are like are criticizing like colonialist economies. And then we're just like, I don't know. I think if Sansa Stark was in front of me and I, I don't know, we, we just, we get like this. Why, I don't, why are we, <laughs> why are they perpetuating generational trends? The, the idea that we can just group individuals by the time that they were born and pass judgment upon them again why does it matter to you if someone cares about their hogwarts house and doesn't own a house why are people expected to put those types of roots in and make make those large economic choices and <laughs> have these have these large experiences in their life and they must they're, they're again putting in the rules that they must experience these things before they can ever care about fantasy stories or 
or um you know you know these childhood novels that they care about why does it matter why can't people have complex interests why are people forced <laughs> why why are you trying to perpetuate this idea that adults need to behave like adults and children need to behave like children and as soon as you turn a certain age that you suddenly need to be prioritizing the adultly duties before everything else and that you would go to bat to go you know to go to war against other people that are your same age and haven't reached those milestones why why uh, uh I, do, I do it too there's there's there is a great comment in the chat that says if you like pokemon go get into bird watch <laughs> so thank you for that that's legit I, also, yeah. can I say shouts to the person in the comments who's from Altamont Springs, Florida, and is talking about growing up outside of Orlando. I grew up in Winter Springs, Florida. So shouts to Altamont. They have they have a great mall there. I used to love going there uh, as a kid. And the first time I ate at a Bahama Breeze was there. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the, the the last thing I just wanted to bring up with Disney is I, I, I Snopes this a little bit. So like both is it's like both true and not true. There's this whole thing mm. about uh, people don't die in Disney because they won't allow people to legally be declared dead. That's not true. Like there was a plane oh. crash at Epcot where I think they, they weren't going to drag people out of the wreckage and be like, surprise, you're in the parking lot. Um, but, but the Snopes thing was kind of like uh, Disney's narrative definitely doesn't want you to think about people who've died there or mm. like has an incentive to want people to be legally declared outside of the ground. So the news story isn't like adult 30 dies at Disney. Um, also, they don't let emergency marked emergency vehicles in because it would ruin like the fantasy land aesthetic to see like an ambulance going in. Um, but I think, you know, the Disney adults during this pandemic thing is that as far as I can tell, like and I've criticized like the whole idea of security theater, Disney, from what I've heard, is like enforcing a lot of the social distancing and masking and doing stuff like that. Um, and so like even the best case where like they're the NBA of theme parks and like really have their shit on lock, like it's that that sort of unreality of the, the park where sure that's sheltered from coronavirus, but like all the things that go into getting to the park are going to spread it like people traveling to Florida from like different states or possibly different countries getting it at like the IHOP across the street and then like going back to where they came from all the things that go out like all the things that go on outside of Disney World where it's like sure the inside is. And so I thought that was a, a kind of fitting metaphor there. Yeah. Again, I'd like to push for the idea that I don't think people should be going to the Disney parks right now. I don't think it's a very smart idea. Um, I don't think people should really be going out to their homes that much. Um, during this, during this unprecedented, or at least in our lifetime pandemic, um, that, you know, going to the Disney parks, isn't something I would, I would push people to do. <laughs> I just, um, but at the same time, since, they do need to open or have this this pressure to open because of all the cast members that they employ um, that I think they're attempting to do so in as safe a way as they can <laughs> under the current guidelines and everything, you know, even though they're in a in a state where coronavirus has um, been pretty, pretty wild, um, I think they're at least trying to make it as safe as they can so that it can be open for the cast members. 
Um, and I will say, Serbi, you did get called out um, in the chat. I get called out all the time, so I just have to say it. A Zoomer, you said we graduated during a recession. The Zoomers are graduating during a pandemic and a recession created via the pandemic, okay? Okay, so, lay so off you probably regret those TikToks then, right? Lay oh, no! I don't like this at all. Don't start um, a war with the Zoomers. The Zoomers are great. We have to. I have... like the Zoomers. Yeah, and I will say the same. Uh, the the person who I shouted out before pointed out in the chat that when you get older, Universal Studios is better, and I completely agree. Uh, if you grew up in the Central Florida area, that's like the cool place to hang out. Although, fun story for another podcast. I'm not legally allowed on Universal Studios property for the rest of my life. Nice. Um, but another story for another day. <laughs> um, so. Oh, this has been fun, and I, I feel like we've really alienated a lot of people through talking about Disney adults. So just to be clear, Alec is against you, Serby's a Harry Potter person, and I want to be a part of the Zoomer army. Okay, now that we have that sorted out, um, let's talk about politics. Okay. <laughs> so the idea that Universal is better as you become an adult, you know, I'm sure for a lot of people it can feel like that. Um, you know, they have a lot more, uh, intense rides. Universal has a lot more PG 13 and up properties on their property. So I'm not, I'm not too surprised that growing up in the central Florida area, as you got older, I'm sure that's where a lot of people would want to go for those thrilling rides. If you had the choice to go to any of them that you want, but <laughs> growing up as someone that cared a lot about Disney, Loved going to the Disney parks, going to enjoy the movies, you know, experiencing them on VHS and going to the parks every few years. It was my favorite family vacation. I loved being able to go. Um, and so it frustrates me when people have such a massive platform and decide to use it. Uh, yeah, I think they said a good way. <laughs> they used good terminology there. They alienated people by not talking about critiquing people for going to theme parks during a pandemic. It was through the language that you used and the judgment that you were passing and the rules that you were putting on other adults of how to behave under certain circumstances. I think it's alienated by people as I got older and felt like I couldn't talk about things that I actually enjoyed, like animation and theme parks. You know, junior high is a horrible time. <laughs> It's a, you don't really realize it until you're out there, how bad sometimes it can really be. And having gone through that experience, I would hate to see a channel like this that I enjoyed and respected critique me at that young impressionable age that they're, they're passing just so much judgment onto people. And I think that's wrong to do. <laughs> I don't I don't think going to the theme parks should be something that everyone should be doing right now. I don't think they should be fully open. I wouldn't recommend people going to it. I, you know, I don't think it's the smartest decision for people to go. But at the same time, um, I just don't think that this conversation was a very respectful way of going about and talking about it. And I think the real criticisms that exist in the Disney community can't be acknowledged or have less legitimacy when you go after the passion that people have about, about the 
the medium, the, the, the animation, the theme parks and the corporation around it, that when you, when you attack the passion, instead of attacking the actual problems, all that you're left with is people feeling bad about themselves. And your, your arguments for it is just adding to this, this narrative. I think it's harmful to add to this popular narrative right now that says that people that enjoy Disney, especially as adults, are somehow wrong, weird, should be hated, and are gross, and are some other they. I I can't believe that in this channel that's supposed to be focused on philosophy um, and dissecting ideas would pass so much judgment on other people. This is something that as a... You know, as I'd say, a Disney adult and a YouTuber, I've gotten fairly used to being able to talk about the things that I enjoy. I feel much more open about being able to share my passion about um, Disney. And I'm frustrated because I remember how horrible it was when I started doing this. Um, and I didn't want to tell people. Sometimes I still feel hesitant to tell people I am a YouTuber who talks about Disney animation because I know that for some people they cast judgment on it, on it initially because these films are accessible to children even though that they're made for a larger audience and <laughs> has grown into a brand that is multi-generational that millions of people have enjoyed I can't believe the hosts of Culture Binge would go after this community of people and vilify them in so many dark, dark ways. I'm not saying they're bad people or that none of their points make sense. I don't think it's, I don't think it's bad for people to not understand a fandom or a community or feel like that's something that they couldn't get into at some point. I, I feel like that. I'm not a huge fan of sports. I'll, I'll acknowledge that. I, I can't connect with watching it or going to the experiences, going to the stadiums, you know, getting on the jersey. It's something that I, you know, don't connect with. But I think that's, but admitting that is a lot different than casting harmful stereotypes in a huge public forum like what Wisecrack was doing in this case. I don't agree with it. And I just want people to be able to love the things that they love. I'll reiterate this again. This is the thing that I always like to say is that as long as you're not hurting anyone else, yourself or the experience of others, I don't think it's bad for you to love whatever you're into. Go out and enjoy it. Go live your dream. Go have fun. Live out your best Disney life. Go be a Disney adult. If you want to go drink, go drink. If you want to eat a Dole Whip, go eat a Dole Whip. If you love Mickey waffles instead of regular waffles. Go eat them. Go enjoy them. Go watch. Go watch Moana on repeat all night. Go enjoy Disney Plus. Go have a good night. Go go have a good day. Go go have a magical day.